here we are. We're recording. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you this fine evening? I'm good. Okay, so in the cold, in the cold. It's freezing. What's the weather over there right now? today. What is it? 82 to 82. You know what? This is over. I'm done. I gotta go. Yeah. This that's what my friend, my friend sent me um a picture of the you guys had a a snowstorm like last weekend, right? And yes. she sent me a picture of her ice wheel frozen. And I just went out my window and took a picture of palm trees and sent it back. Cause did I'm she block you or what? Um, she can't cause we're business partners. Um, so, <laughs> but she was, she was pissed. She was definitely pissed. Um, okay. So introduce yourself, let everybody know what you're all about. I'm all about the wind. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my <laughs> name is Brooklyn Fields. Um, and yeah, I'm about my main thing I'm about is just helping people. Um, that's really no matter what avenue I go through business, the entertainment industry, uh, social media content. I know that my gift for people is to help people grow and evolve. Um, so outside of that, I use avenues like business. I own an online wig boutique with my partner, um, who is my ex-girlfriend, but now we're friends, but business partners. So we'll get into that uh, if we want to. And I just launched my actual coaching consultant launches tomorrow. Um, so that's amazing. Yeah. So I love business and I am a writer. So yes, I, you were saying I'm, that. Yeah. So I moved out to LA for that specific reason. I got a scholarship back in 2019 on a submission for a pilot that I wrote. Um, I went there, it changed my life. Um, and I've been working on pilots after pilots to get into the industry while I. How do you stumble upon that? I think you've touched on it, but on the record, how do you stumble? Um, for writing? Yeah. So I hit my rock bottom moment in 2016. And it was just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Oh, can we curse on here? Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. I was, like, hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And I like, that's when I found my spiritual journey. Actually, my spiritual journey kind of started in 2014, but I was kind of still playing with God. Like my ego was still leading. Like, I know you see what I want. So make it happen for <laughs> how I want it to happen. So wait, God, how old are you? I'm you 33. Okay. 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 33. Um, so God was like, haha, when me flat on my face. And in 2016, <laughs> it was like, I was missing something and growing up, I love television. Like I was the kid who my, my siblings got their phones taken away. I got the TV taken away. I'm the nerd who goes and watches a movie by myself. Like I love film. I love film. Um, and so I was like, yo, this is like a passion of mine. So no film background, no nothing. I just kind of thought about how do I go about even getting into the industry and writing was, you know, the best way. And I was writing my book at the time. Like I wrote my like life story at the time. Um, That's and amazing. I, was like, I can transfer this into film and this is my avenue in like, if I can you were write 14, how 14? old were you? When what? When you started like, you know, writing, writing, writing. Oh, this was no, this was only, I've only been on the writing journey for two years. Like oh. I have elevated in my writing, but when I was a kid, like when I hit in 2016, I was what, 27, whatever. That's your, do you, I just want to say a side note. Have you heard of a Saturn return? No, I'm not that I'm not there yet with the, neither am I, but like somebody like kind of sprinkled it on me not too long ago. Sprinkle it on me. Basically our, when our Saturn, we reach our Saturn return to my, the astrologers are going to get really pissed off at me because I'm going to fuck this up but basically your saturn return is every 27 years like around like 
so for you, it would probably been 2016, 2015, like hitting rock bottom. That's your Saturn return. Like around, like same thing, 2016, 2017 for me when I was 27, 28, I like wanted to, you know, unalive myself. So anyway, keep, keep going. Sorry. That's not any way kind of, oh, anyway, <laughs> that's not a any way kind of snowball there. <laughs> It's about you. It's about you. Anyway. <laughs> no, it's a, anyway. Uh, yeah, I thought it was conversational. It was a back and forth type of thing. Right. But yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically how I got into writing was I was writing my life story. Like I was trying to go through my own shit and how did I get to this point? So in doing that, like it was like the spirit took over about writing my life journey. And that's kind of how I unpacked me. Like I started from a kid and everything I was dealing with, like I'm biracial, half white, half black, that identity crisis, you know, um, I'm gay. I knew I was gay at eight and I grew up a Jehovah's witness, that identity crisis being the youngest out of all of my siblings and like kind of just being everybody's sister or daughter. I never had my own identity. So writing my journey about what it is, it kind of helped me heal and unpack. Like, this is why. I am holy shit, all these secrets, all these things that I built up. This is why I'm a freaking double living double lives. <laughs> Damn. So writing was that release, but it was also your like refl- introspection, basically. Yeah. So would you say that like um writing almost like say like or did save your life in some sort of way? I think well, not the writing itself. Um uh, yeah, I guess like that was that was a good point of me unpacking myself. Um, what saved myself at the time was, I think, just being like my sister lived out in New York with me. So when I hit rock bottom, I was kind of alone because I let my relationship like I worked for them. I lived with them for eight years. It was like I ran their factory. So my life became their life. So when that got taken out in like a blink of an eye, I was kind of like, I had no friends really. My sister had her own life. I was like living out of my car for a while because I was living with them. So I didn't have a place to stay. So um, what saved me in that moment, I think is like my sister, like being like still trying to be strong for my sister. Like, fuck, I got to get my shit together. Um, So like my ego kind of took over and like, bitch, you're not going to fail. So you better get it together. Uh, (laughs) But then unpacking how I got to that point, that really was like a realization of, wow, I've been holding in so much fucking shit for so long. No wonder why I just like suppress, suppress, suppress and think I can do, 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 take, take, take on the world when I'm really dealing with all the shit in here that I never dealt with. Were you, did you deal with like any, I mean, oh my God, we could go down this rabbit hole, but like, did you deal with any like anxiety or anything like that? I still, I have mad anxiety (laughs) issues, right? Like anxiety was, um, but the thing is for me, it's like, I've always white knuckled it. Right. I think cause of being an athlete and that pressure in my sports, mm. I loved it, but pressure in real life, I was scared shitless of it. So it was mastering taking that character on my field, my competitor and mastering putting that competitor in real life. That's fucking so profound that you just said that. That's what I did. So I'm not competing against an opponent I'm competing against me so how I talk to myself is bitch you're not gonna like listen like how I would talk shit to get <laughs> to that level of 
let's go because on the field nobody can tell me shit football softball basketball I played all the sports and it was like I'm winning <laughs> I'm winning that's but right off the field, I was so passive I was so like oh no you're right like no I'll sit even if I knew the answer I would sit in the back and like didn't want attention on me didn't want anything and it was wow. learning how to master that competitor in my real life and that's that's where all my characters come from is from these are pieces of me and learning how to master what character needs to come up when it needs to come up. Well, first of all, I think you are genuinely like just speaking to you briefly the way that we've spoken. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I could really be like genuinely friends with you, like on a personal level, you know, like we could kick it because we were very like you. First of all, I like hanging out with people that. um are thinkers and you seem like a thinker like a, like you're a mind I'd love to get I'd love to get into your mind I mean I, I guess that's why you're here but um so you're set you're telling me that you were that competitive nature on the fields but not in life why do you think you're an empath you sound like an empath oh yeah I'm a uh kind of like a dark empath if that makes sense because I have I was the person like this is the thing okay so we gotta get real let's get real so on the field and in real life people saw me as a straight A student most always one B um, <laughs> I um so I don't want to say on the record straight A's I never got straight A's they saw me as straight a A's fuck that I was an AP person I played the saxophone for eight years I was in some symph- symphonic band I was the star athlete so everyone sees this accoladed person the witty charming funny mm. but didn't know that when the lights went off I was downing vodka that I had Cardi Raz Cardi Raz and chemistry period too that I was a, a walking functional alcoholic drug addict so I was living two lives that nobody knew got because chills. of everything that you know I had to be this thing for everybody but really I was sad <laughs> I was sad my whole life and, and nobody knew. Was, nobody knew. Nobody knew. I was good. That's that's why I became a master manipulator. Like I was a manip. Like even though I got into shitty situations, I would manipulate myself into them to be this image for people, and then ended up getting the shit in the stick. Because at the end of the day, like I should have never been involved with certain relationships, certain places. But I'm the one who like put on the mask that I could handle or do. And put myself in situations that I knew I should have been in. Like I knew I should have been in them, but I wanted to be it for people. I wanted to be noticed, but not, it was weird. I was weird. It was a double life thing. Like I wanted to be good enough, but like. Is it like that? Cause I, I feel like, like same where almost, is it one of those where, so those situations where you're like, um, you enjoy being you enjoyed being the victim or something like that, like that type of thing. Yes, I wanted people, I wanted people to do things my way, right? That's the bottom mm. line. Like I was good to people, and I always like I never crossed the line to hurt people. I was never malintent, but I always I could always see good in people and see their gifts, and I wanted them to get there my way instead of letting them go on their own journey and doing what they do. I wanted to be the answer I wanted people to come to me for sources because it made me feel important yes it made me feel wanted when people came to me for advice when people came to me for for things which 
Now on, on the other half of it, I was enabling people to stay the same while I was staying the same because you just put a bandaid over people's things, giving them advice, being the energy to fill their cups because you want them to come back. Like you want, because you feel important. You feel wanted. Yeah. yeah it's like an abandonment issue thing too. You want them an to anxious stay. attachment. You want people, like when people leave, it's like that anxious, like, I want you to come back. Like, I don't know how to be alone. I don't know how to be alone. So yes. that did was you, the, did you experience this? Um, because I'm literally the same thing. Right. And I realized that like you, well, first of all, it's not, like, you were probably being everybody's like savior. Everybody's Jesus. Yeah. Captain Save home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But did you ever have that? You had to have because it sounds like you're on the other end of it. You have that realization that. um, Not that you're not doing it because you want to help people, but you're doing it a to like deflect from the things that you need to help within yourself. And you start to realize that it's a codependency. Uh, yeah, I came to that like quick and I was like, fuck. <laughs> yep. Because deep down, we do want to help people like right. Even on the other hand, end of it, I still have the urge to help people. But now it's not a. Now it's not a I need validation from helping people. Now it's just like this is just my nature and helping people. But coming to that realization, like, holy shit. I have attachment issues. Yeah. <laughs> I have mad attachment issues. And that lesson really honestly didn't come until last year. I'll get the healing journey and everything else. I was like, cool, 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 cool. But then last year I realized there's yeah. some like, I'm okay being alone for real, but just making sure I have like friends who don't serve me or I know shit is shady and I know things are whatever, but I still keep them around. Why? I knew mm. like I just started distancing myself and like, man, eh, but they're still there. But like, why can't I cut that cord? Right. I know they're not Uh-oh. healthy. I know it's not what it is. I know they're shady. So I watch what I say around them. And it's just like, okay, cool. Maybe my drinking friend or whatever. But how is that serving me? And then when I started thinking about that, I'm like, yo, you have attachment issues. Like yeah. you want, you don't, you can't, you can't cut this cord. Why? When you know it's not healthy, you know, like, yeah, no, why yeah. can't you walk away? there's an underlying attachment issue. I, um, same thing. Like I came to this realization and when I realized this, I literally like dropped to my knees and fucking cried my eyes out like a child. When I realized that I, how do I, how do I word this? I saw my worth as what I can do for others. And if I wasn't doing for others, I wasn't worth shit. Just be just showing up as me, just Tori being here in this seat the way that I am. And I was like, fuck, like. That's a you issue, like I had to look at myself and be like, that's a you problem, that's not them, you know, like and that's a it's it's a hard pill to swallow because you look like the victim in every situation when really like not that you're the villain or anything. There's no victim or villain in this situation, but like you're just fucking yourself over basically. <laughs> it's your ego. Yeah. yeah. It's your ego. And e everyone thinks your ego is your ego is actually your best. Like that's my competitor. That's my ego. I've just learned to befriend that instead of shaming or I've learned to befriend it. And I know when my ego takes the front seat and I know when to check myself, this is that isolation that you need to understand you because as empaths, you know, when we're around everyone, we really don't know what our energy is. Like no. we really don't know. 
it just, if when you don't know your energy, you can't set boundaries because you just let other people's energy intertwine with your energy. So you don't really know. That's why when you feel like I feel people's energy, like when I'm around you, I can feel you. But now that I'm on the other side of healing, I know what's your energy and my energy, right? So now I can put that boundary that, oh, I, I feel this, but I'm not accepting it as mine. When you're unhealed, that's why you're always drained and depleted because you're just with people absorbing energy. And you're like, why do I feel shitty today? Like, why is it this? Why is it that? And it's because we don't learn how to set boundaries because we don't know us. Yeah. And that's why, like, when you said that you fell to your knees and cried, same. Like, when I really had to, because number one, our ego, also, number one, our ego doesn't want to accept the fact that it is us. <laughs> our ego wants to be like, no. <laughs> it's my mom it's my dad it's them it's my parents it's how I grew up it's It's everybody yeah everyone else but you your ego wants to like solidify that because it wants to protect itself it's built to protect you your ego is built to protect you yeah when you don't understand how to protect you in the right way your ego can fucking destroy you (laughs) your ego I feel like it's the single-handedly it's the single-handed most the, the thing that could destroy you most. A hundred percent. And because it's it's the fear, it's where the anxiety is rooted. But a lot of people and, and you could probably touch on this, too, like. Because I felt for a while, like the ego is is the bad guy. The ego is what you need to kill the ego. You hear it all the time, like on TikTok or well, not even on TikTok, but just in the spiritual community. Kill the ego, kill the ego. It's like, no, don't kill it learn to have conversations with it so that you can understand it. You know what I mean? And, and understand why it's like trying to take the stage at this point in, in, in at this moment in life, you know, um, how do you, like, how do you feel? hundred percent. I, I agree with you. And, and, and I think that when people say kill the ego, I, there has to be a death of the ego. Like, you can't get rid of your ego. You, you can't, there's no, you there, your ego is a part of you. Everyone has an ego, whether you know how to check it or not, that's a different story, but everybody has an ego, every single person. So the death of the ego to me is just checking it, right? The, yeah. You have to, you have to have the death of the ego to take off the mask. Your masks cannot take the front seat of your life. And that's where the death of the ego comes because your ego always wants to take the front seat because it wants to protect you from Things that, especially if you grew up a certain way, right? Protected or for me, low income family, right? The dreamer, the, 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 the black sheep of the family, you know, the, we don't like go to your nine to five and do this. I can't do that shit. Right. And the ego is, this is what's safe because that's what everyone else around you's done. That's what it is. So it's like your ego makes you think you can't do it because this is the safe route to go. This is where it's going. So to actually have faith in yourself and actually understand the other parts of you, you have to have an ego death. <laughs> you have yeah. to have an ego death. And it takes time away from other people. Yeah. Yes. It takes time away from other people to do Yes. That. Are you still like, cause I know we were talking about having a little bit of solitude or whatever. Are you like dealing with solitude right now? Or yeah. Um, for the last, like since July, I mean, I have like my zoom, I have my writers groups. I have my, I, but like, all around me relationship wise, friends wise and everything else. No, it's been a good like six months, six, seven months that I've literally, and in that time, my business has gone up. I started a new business. I got into different writing 
accolades ish and I just focused on what is going to make me happy without all these fucking distractions because as empaths too you need that isolation period too because you need to learn how to put yourself first yeah you have to put yourself first or you can't even help people at the level you're supposed to help people right so I'm not saying six months seven months is what it is but this is what's taken me the time to I'm actually meeting up with people on Wednesday to act to the, my first like social <laughs> gathering venturing I'm out like, I'm like okay they, they invited me I'm like fuck it it's time to see if my energy aligns like right because people invite me out all the time in LA and that's the thing especially in the city of entertainment and everything else you got to be careful. You can't drink from every cup. You can't get lost in the sauce of what it is. And I'm really focused on building what I'm building that whatever aligns with it. Cool. But if it doesn't now I'm at the point because I've had my solitude that I can say, no, yeah. <laughs> I can say it doesn't align with me. And before I couldn't have done that. If I didn't have my isolation period, I couldn't have said, no, I've been like, I'll try, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thirsty, okay. for, valid- thirsty for validation. And now I'm like, um, clearly look at all the effort I put in myself and look at what's grown for me. I'm good. Like I'm good for me. I'm good for building what I need to build and whatever's going to align is going to align. Yeah. I love that. People think that it's selfish, but I'm not, you get to a point where I don't care about what people think about me. I don't give a shit. I care about people. And obviously I hope that you have good thoughts about me. Obviously like I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't give a fuck about what people think about me. Yeah, you do. Like you yeah. hope people think highly of it, but I'm not validated off what people think about me. I don't care what I should, like people don't really know my business on social media. My, I think that's, I think that's amazing now. too. Like you have, I mean, you have more than one business. Yes. Right? Now, well, now well, this one is be second. This one will be my okay. second that I'm watching um, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. What is that by the way? Um, Cause I, there, I could go the solitude thing like you and I were saying I feel like we're that we're both there um I feel like I'm a couple of steps behind you though because I just started like the solitude and I just had the realization like wait a second if it's not fucking financing me if it's not fucking me and if it's not family the three f's then fuck it I don't want it you know what I mean like um so that's where I'm at. But um, as far as your your coaching business, what what are you like? What is that about? So this started because I've helped people um, with pitching. Like, right, my thing is writing was like something I've had to work on throughout the years. But selling myself, hello business, um, and knowing story because I watch so much TV and stories just because I love it. I love characters. I love characters. Um, so knowing that was my special thing, like I learned how to storytell. I learned how to pitch. I learned how to sell myself, sell my script. I learned that on a like a deep level. So the last two and a half years, every Thursday, I've created a community through Stage 32, which is an online community, um, the biggest worldwide online community for writers, uh, entertainment, whatever. It's just the biggest online worldwide. And the owner of it, um, RB, was actually my mentor in France. So we became friends. And so I started this you know, community through the writer's room, helping them pitch every Thursday. And we've grown throughout the last two and a half years. And I only have like an hour and a half every Thursday to help who I can. And so the idea started back in like a year and a half ago, they were like, can we hire you one-on-one, one-on-one? And I, at the time I just moved to LA, I was figuring out everything. So it didn't fit. So 
the idea came from that, that I help people pitch and I help people package their story. I help people get their story concise. And from that, I've had people make it to the finalists at the Austin Film Festivals, the ones I've worked with one-on-one. I've had multiple people getting their script requested because of the pitches I helped them with. So I was like, you know what? It's time. I have the space now. I have the time freedom um, to do it for myself. So it started there. But then other people through social media reach out for me and want to work with me one-on-one with life building and everything else. And I was like, I don't have a life coaching license or whatever, but we're going to work on self-love courses and things like that. But that's going to come a little later. So right now it's more towards the film and pitching. And I think springtime, I'm going to open up self-love courses and things like that for- That's amazing. Um, so that yeah. is amazing. That's, wow. That's cool. and, and on top of that, my online wig business, I'm like the back of the house type of thing. Like all the- accounting, customer service, advertising, everything else. And my, my partner who lives in New York, um, she does all the crafting, like she makes all the units. So that's how that business goes. So you always wanted to like be in business. I always want to be around people. I think, I think I'm just a people person because I'm sitting behind a desk. Like that's how I know my writing field is this short lived because I know I'm supposed to be producer director. Like I have a vision writing. I see it. But writing what I see, that's what I've struggled with that I had to like bust my ass to get it right. That B in high school and college was always in English and writing because I- Wow. Um, So I focused my ass off to learn how to write. And because of that, I've written seven different pilots that are actually now like on the green, like things like that. So- You're incredible. um, Has anybody told you lately that you're fucking incredible? They do. And that's the other thing I'm working on. Like, I know I'm just like to myself because I've been by myself, bitch. Nobody can tell me shit by myself. I'm like, bitch, do it. <laughs> like, I, I talk to myself nonstop. Hello, solitude. Get guys, get good at talking to yourself. When you are good and comfortable enough talking to yourself, just like that, like, bitch, you look quiet, bitch, okay. And hyping yourself up or calling yourself out and getting good talking to yourself. I'm good with that. I know I'm the shit. But when other people say it, I'm like, little old me. <laughs> Oh, this, this, the last like couple of months, people actually called me out on my writers thing. Cause we had this big new year thing and I was being praised by like the whole community of the writer's room. And I'm sitting there like, Oh no. And they're like, just shut up and take the compliment and just say, thank you. From now on, when people compliment you, like that's your downfall, Brooklyn, like that's your downfall. You just don't know how to say thank you to other people and keep it moving. So I was like, you right. Because I don't want to come off so like, cause I know I'm the shit. You own it. You're doing so you're doing so much like I genuinely love people like you. Right. I love meeting people like you and talking to people like you because you are essentially like what I would want to emulate myself after. You know what I mean? Like the businesses and stuff like that, like um, the life coaching. I I do have my life coaching certification now. It's just it's funny. How long did it take? It took me six months. I took a six month course um, and I just finished it literally like three nights ago and I still have to take the test. But yeah, you know, so like I'm not but it's it's um, it's fun. There's a lot of like avenues you can go down, but um, it's just like looking at watching you do do everything. I'm just like, oh, my God, like I want to ask every question like I just my brain is just like going with all these questions discipline discipline that's it 
that's, I can't, that's the thing. Like people, what, like, right. My energy is high because I am a crackhead, you know, like that's <laughs> my energy because this is who I, in my natural state, I have a lot of energy. And I realized that throughout my years, I was an alcoholic and druggy because everywhere I was, I was always told to calm down or I was always like trying to not get the spotlight. So I was suppressing my energy because I don't, if I'm not doing and not creating and I get, I, I do fucking dumb shit. I know that about myself. If I'm not on my purpose or doing things, I get sad and I go down a dark path. So mm-hmm. I've disciplined myself. Like I was almost 300 pounds, like all my life. I was, uh, I was a bigger person. Like you. Yeah. Oh girl. Shit. Yeah. I was almost 300 pounds up until 2014. And that's when I started like the weight loss journey. Then I gained weight, lost weight, whatever. Like when I started my journey in 2014, which was, I was just reading, you know, just not applying shit because real healing doesn't happen until you actually apply things. Yeah. Um, But discipline, like I work out every morning when I wake up, I do my workout. Then I, you know, do my shower. Then I schedule time for my content. Then I schedule time for my business. Then I schedule time for my writing. And if I have to watch a pilot, right, you're self-employed, right? So I literally only work work, like to make money work five to seven hours out of the day. But my other hours out of the day, I'm writing or I'm creating content. Or now I've learned not to beat myself up when I do want to relax. Like that's the thing about, okay. The balance. Talking to yourself, that balance of like, if I'm not productive, am I not shit? And that's that journey too, of finding that like, okay, you did, you, you make a goal for the day or a goal for whatever. And if you hit your goals, it's okay to celebrate yourself. Right. Cause a lot of us, we get ashamed celebrating ourselves. Um, yeah. And that's something that I've had to get comfortable with. So discipline, people want to be an entrepreneur, but you are employed, you're self-employed. So you have to be an employee. So if you're not disciplined enough to schedule yourself actual time then you might not be an entrepreneur until you're able to do that yeah you need to employ yourself and you have to have a schedule for yourself in order to start the (laughs) passive income and everything else like you you have have to adhere to it you have to you you are your boss but you are also your employee you are an employee that's what I try to tell people when it comes to entrepreneurship it's you are an employee to yourself so you have to make a schedule for yourself yeah you can do that. You can, if you can do that with whatever it is and stay disciplined in it and you have the faith to keep pushing forward, you will be successful and whatever it is you do. I, um, I just like, I, I have the tasks. I don't. Okay. So for me, what I do is I put down the tasks that I need to do for like the day mm-hmm. and then I'll put a time. Okay. Like, so by 10 AM, if I'm like, 15 20 minutes off I I used to like really fucking beat myself up like you fucking piece of shit (laughs) and then I'm like wait I I feel you though because same I feel you are you you're a Virgo right yes okay I'm I'm a Taurus moon so I guess that's where I get it from like the fucking OCD earth signs but like now I now I've kind of gotten to the point where as long as I finish all of the tasks that I need to finish by a certain time, then it's like, okay, like, you know what I mean? But it is tough. It's, it's probably tougher being an entrepreneur than it is working for somebody else because a, we were saying this like off the record is very lonely because it's, it's a lot more work and B you have to listen to yourself (laughs) and that's fucking hard. That is. And that, that is. 
Yeah. We're like used to fucking ourselves off and like telling our, yeah, fuck off. You know, like I could watch this YouTube video. I could I could get sucked down a rabbit hole. Do you ever get like um, distracted or no, you've gotten it down now? Oh, in the beginning. Yeah. Hello. I have ADHD, too. So like <laughs> um, I have to be super scheduled or I will be like, oh, butterfly. Oh, like, oh, what? <laughs> so I have to be um, super, super scheduled and stick to it. But the thing is, for me, is that I now I've made lists that it's like, okay, if I write down, just for example, if I write down 10 things in the day and I only accomplish six or seven, that's still a victory for me. I used to be like, no, I need to conquer all 10. But now it's like, I'm still in progression, right? You can't roam brick by brick. So if I don't, so then I analyze, okay, why didn't I hit it? And it was like, okay, this came up, shit happens. Like life happens, shit happens. But as long as you complete at least like right when I first, the, when I first moved out to LA, just for a real, real story, um, my business, our business wasn't doing that great. Cause my partner lost her father. So she's like Aww. the face of it. Like she's the face of it. She's the, like, so without content, the face of what it is, I can only do so much behind the, behind the scenes. Right. Um, so the business wasn't doing that great. I was, I was, uh, hired for this dispensary place to put things. And that was like shaky, and things weren't going great, but disciplining myself in my nutrition and my workouts, keeping me at a solid head, like an, in a solid headspace is what allowed me to push past those things. So sometimes things don't go great, but if you pick two or three things that you have non-negotiables, that you stick to that routine discipline, you will find solutions and answers that push you past the, the tough times. And that's what I try to tell people. I know nobody's going to work out all crazy like me every day. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's taking a walk. But if you can find something that roots you, that no fucking matter what, no matter how crazy, any, no matter what, non-negotiables, you do these things, you are destined to get past whatever it is you, you are going through. Yeah. Because you'll find, you, you show up for yourself. And, as, and the more times you show up for yourself, the more time you, you trust yourself. Right? Yes. We don't, we don't work for ourselves because we don't trust ourselves because we don't know how to, because we don't show up for us. We'll show up to a job because we're mandatory. We'll show up to our friend's birthday party. We'll show up over here. We'll show up over there. We'll show up for everybody except for us. Yes. Oh my God. Go off. Go off. So until you can trust yourself and show up for yourself, that's when confidence comes. Like that's when you don't have to fake it anymore. That's when the masks come off through the discipline, you're automatically going to get confidence. Yeah. Automatically. It's confidence building. Like it, it's, it's that relation. I, I don't think people realize either, like um, anything you want to accomplish in life, whether it's entrepreneurship or anything, you have to really have that relationship with yourself. And how do you have it? You have to build it. You know, it's like like you said, you're we're we're people that are so used to showing up for this thing and showing up. I could promote this person's shit to the day, day is long, but I like shy away from like telling people to like support my podcast. You know what I mean? It's like when you have that for me, it's meditating 30 minutes a day, like non-negotiable. I don't give a fuck where I'm at anymore. Like it has to happen. Um, Thank you. Um, no, that's like. I'm, I get happy when people say non-negotiables. That's my favorite word. <laughs> yeah. And water for me, too. Like, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's it's just it's a mindset. It really is. But when you enter into that mindset, 
and you continue to show up and you just commit to yourself, you're 100% right. It's crazy the change that you can see like in your physical and your mental too. Like not to like, I want to say six months ago, I was in the hospital having a one of the worst panic attacks that I'd ever had. You know, I was drinking heavily. I was not paying attention to how I was feeling and it, it was getting stuck, you know? And now I haven't had a fucking anxiety attack. <laughs> I don't even know how long knock on wood, but it's because I show up for myself every day, you know, it matters in every area. And people think it's so cliche, right? And that's the thing until you start it. And then it's like, oh, it's like, oh, wow. It's the cliche statements aren't so cliche. They're fucking, they're, they're true. It's, it's the truth about what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. So like, I also want to, you know, I'm, I'm doing the life coaching stuff and I want to okay. do um, like self-love courses and meditation, helping people with anxiety. We're, we're definitely like soul tribe out here. You and I. For I'm feeling sure. soul tribe, soul tribe vibe. Yeah. So I I thought about it. I'm like, how do I help people get rid of anxiety? I'm like meditating. And then I'm like, wait, that's so fucking cliche. <laughs> you know, like it's so cliche to tell somebody. Just like you said, pick one thing that you love to do. It doesn't even have to be meditating. Like one of my friends journals every single day and that works for her. Um, but like you just pick that one thing every single day and watch the change and it, it sucks. It's, it's a gift and a curse because it does. It's like people roll their eyes when you say it, you know? Yeah. My thing with like how I tell people to, it's like, if you really, cause I started very small, like, right. My journey started almost a decade ago, um, 2014, right. Almost a decade ago, I've been on this thing and it started then, right. Almost 300 pounds, alcoholic, drug act, whatever. The changes started with my anxiety of what it is, is you have to learn how to catch your thoughts. You do things subconsciously all the time. Right. So what I like to tell people is before you get into meditating for 10 minutes, do 30 seconds, right? Just try to do something for 30 seconds, right? My thing was 10 push-ups and 20 sit-ups every morning when I woke up, every night before I went to bed. Like, what is that going to take? Two minutes. And for my knees too. Hello, I couldn't do it at that that weight. So push up, knee push-ups and 20 sit-ups. And you consistently do that. Brushing your teeth, if you're right-handed, just start doing it with your left hand. As many times, if you if you are automatically snoozing your, your alarm, put your phone when you go to bed 10 feet away from you. Like you do things so that you don't subconsciously just roll over snooze. You do things so you're not subconsciously. The more times you can stop your thoughts and think about what you're doing, that's what allows us to transform that method of stopping your thoughts into our emotional thoughts. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 in the disciplines of those things that help you with your anxiety because our anxiety are just thoughts going in your head that you don't stop them and catch it. Why am I thinking that? You just let it rain. So the more times throughout your day, like I used to, like I would brush my teeth and be like, oh, and I do it. And you have to think about it. You have to think about brushing your teeth and you just, you have to don't keep shit food in the house. Right. So when you have that emotional, I was an emotional eater. Hello, you don't get 300 pounds without, you know, loving food. I still love food. (laughs) I still eat every three hours, but the food choices I have, like I still, I can eat with the best of them on a cheat Mm. day. I I can knock down a whole pizza pie. Like I still can do that. But now my day to day, my regulars. Is, is, a, is a cycle of like certain foods that I eat, mostly, mostly vegan. Um, but if I want a burger, I'm going to have a burger. I don't deprive myself, but 
snowballing after that, my thought train went that way. Went <laughs> to this way. Oh, the food. So I don't keep shit food in the house. So when I do have those emotional, like I should, you have to stop and think because it's not there. Not yeah. saying that sometimes I don't drive to Taco Bell and get me a Crunchwrap Supreme. I still do it, but I had to stop and think. Yes. The more times you make yourself stop and think, the more times you're able to be like, do I really want it? Right. Instead of just emotionally going, do it. It's like, oh, do I really want this? No. Or do I really want this? Yes, bitch, you deserve it. Go. You know, <laughs> that's how, that's how I, I, you stop. The more times you can stop yourself thinking and ask, do I? But most of us emotionally and just subconsciously do. Yeah. We're on autopilot. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's actually like, I don't know. Have you ever heard of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza? No, I don't I'm going so. to send you some of his stuff. He's a neuroscientist. And like what you were saying, there's actually like science behind it. It's literally like the switching of things, doing things that you wouldn't normally do. It's like retraining your brain, basically rewiring your brain to think differently. And and it it's as small as literally changing your fucking what hand you use or whatever, whatever it is, you know. Um, there, yeah, there's, there's science behind it. I've, 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 um, I haven't really like, I'm going to start now that you said it though. I haven't really like tried it though. Like I haven't put it into practice, but I know it, I know it works because when I'm meditating and my brain is, you know, I have ADHD brain as well. My brain is kind of, you're supposed, when you're meditating, you're supposed to be in the fucking moment. That's the whole point. But my brain will be like, I'm laying there and my brain will be like, okay, you have to like, you have to text that person back before you forget. Or like, you have to like, you know, like thinking about all the shit I have to do. And I literally, it's like an inner dialogue. I'm like yelling at myself, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, okay, think of something. Think of one thought. Think of like, you know, how much you want to make a month and just think of it over and over and over again. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, it's mental gymnastics too that you have to do as well. The mental is probably the most important part. It is. It's the mental. People think I work out all the time for physical is just the aftermath. Like of what it is. I wouldn't be a psychopath if I didn't have that to center me. Right. Like your meditation centers you. Like I would literally, that's where all of my shit comes out. If I'm feeling something, that's where it comes out. Like I've learned to take that out in my workouts, but I know my, know myself. I can't be working out for, I have ADHD. I get bored quickly. So mm-hmm. I need to be crazy for 30 minutes and it kills me. But if I like am slows, I, I, I get bored and I get disinterested and I'm like, no. So I do what works for me, but the yoga thing and meditating I was like, it's not fast enough. It's not fast enough. And God was like, God, universe, whatever. I think it's all one. It was like, that's Same. the whole point, dummy. Sit your ass down. So I've incorporated that one one day a week on Fridays. I do like stretching, yoga, meditating because I was like, this isn't fast enough for me. I'm not sweating <laughs> enough. This isn't doing anything. And God's like, no shit. It's for you to shut up and sit down and just woosaw your ass. And I'm like, okay, now I love it. I love it, too. It's fun. I mean, I still catch myself. I meditate every day. Mainly for the because I truly believe because I've seen it, I've seen the the effects of it. I went from almost a couple only a couple of months ago having a panic attack every single day to when I started meditating every day. Not I just don't anymore. I can actually breathe like I'm I'm OK, you know. 
Um, but even now I've been meditating every single day for the last like two months. And um, I still find that same. I'll like I, it's a half hour, like guided meditation. And sometimes I'm like, can this fucking guy speed it up? Like I got sh- like I got shit to do. You know what I mean? So it's a practice. Right. Can I put this on two two X speed? Like what the fuck? You know, but you're right. It's like the whole point. It's a practice is basically what I'm trying to say. You know, that's why I tell like, don't start at 30 minutes. People who are listening to this start at like (laughs) a minute, five minutes. If you like, you have to, you have to master. I think somebody said it was crazy. Like somebody who was 300 pounds or whatever. uh, I forget the story in, in its total, but overall he woke up or he said that he was going to work out for one minute a day, just one minute. So he would drive to the, the, the gym, show up, work out for a minute and leave consistently did that for like three months, went to the gym, worked out for one minute and left because the consistency of actually doing something is where we fall off. Right. So like working out, people are like, I'm going to lose all the weight. You go to the gym and you do a whole body workout for two hours and then you're sore for freaking four days and you don't do shit after because it's like, ah, it's going to the gym and doing 10 minute walk, you know, starting those slow things to build up that you get happy instead of beating yourself up, right? When you accomplish a goal, endorphins release. It's just science, that's science too. When you do things that make you feel good or you accomplish things, endorphins release and all of a sudden you're like, I got this. What else can I do? Yeah. What else can I add on to this? But it doesn't, people want instant. It's the instant Instagram, Insta success, Insta weight loss, Insta one night, one night sensation overall, like viral overnight. Like everybody wants instant. You took the thought out of my fucking head. Anyway, keep going. Everybody has like what they want, who they see their moguls and their idols and everything else. There's 10, 15 years that you didn't see before that shit popped off. Yeah, like everybody wants what the pop off is. Yeah, we all. It's want... not possible. Or you're no. gonna do it one night, or it's not gonna be sustainable. You're gonna get it, and you're gonna fumble it because you didn't build your mental, your financial literacy, your your emo- your your ability to create boundaries and say no to people. You're gonna get it, and then you're gonna fumble it because you didn't grow emotionally, spiritually. You didn't mature. Yeah, you're in the same. That I believe in. You know, manifestation and shit like that. I'm I'm heavy into that. And one of the most profound things that I ever heard that really made things click for me was a lot of people when they're trying to manifest anything, um, A, they don't think they need to put any work into it, that you just have to think about it and write it down and like shit's going to just materialize. That's not how life works. But B, they think that once they get the thing that they want, then they'll become the person that they want to be but it's the other way around. You have to become the person that you want to be first and then take the action toward the things that you want and then manifest what you want. It's like people don't want to become the best versions of themselves. It's too hard. And it is hard because it takes a lot of that's why that's not why that's why not everyone's successful that's why not and successful doesn't mean guys that too doesn't mean all the money successful is your version of success that's why a lot of people aren't successful in their version of success because it is work and and understanding to get better it takes challenge it takes a fucking level of uncomfortability to shift out of a mindset that because it's easy right it's easy to be miserable 
It's yeah. easy to stay in toxic relationships. It's easy to complain. It's easy. All the negative is easy, yeah. right? It's easy to blame. It's easy. It's fucking easy. Point fingers at everything. Yeah. But like when you have a burn in you, right? Like when you see something for yourself, you can't unsee it. And that's why most people are depressed, alcoholics, drug addicts, because they've seen something in them that they know they're supposed to be doing something else. But that light inside of them, it's too painful that they're not doing it, that they have to numb it. Yeah. They have to numb that because it's like, I can't just be mundane. Like I can't just, I know I see myself higher. I know I see myself in a better light, but I'd rather just drown that out because it's too scary to go that way. Yeah. And I, I think- great. I mean, I, I say, I mean, for me, my drinking issues that like you're sober now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I drink maybe like once a month. Like I'm like, okay. I deserve it. I deserve it. Fuck it. Yeah. I deserve it. It's my time to get crazy. I'm I'm in that place where I'm sober, like sober, sober. Yeah. I did a year. I did a year of that. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do a year because I noticed I was really like drinking my fucking feelings crazy. And I wasn't for me when you start getting into that like wait that entrepreneurial mindset because it really is you have to get into the mindset first and then you become the fucking entrepreneur you know for me it was like wait what's the net gain here like from drinking my face off every weekend and spending all my money on dinners and drinks what am I gaining other than anxiety like I'm not it's not helping me it's not progressing me along Mm -hmm. um Wow, I just lost my complete train of thought. Though, where was I going with this? Uh, becoming, becoming the person you're becoming. Right, you have okay. to become the person first. Wait, no, that's not where I was going either. Wow, ADHD moment. So, yeah, I'm like, hold on, buttercream, buttercream moment. You're talking about. Um, <laughs> you were saying, you were talking about when you're speaking and drinking, you're not drinking, not drinking. We're talking yeah. about sober, being sober. But there was something you, you said that wow oh because i i was talking about how i was drinking because i was suppressing the vision of what it was yes people are afraid of of them of themselves basically that's the i said all of that to say people (laughs) people are afraid of themselves yeah i'm a long-winded bitch sorry listen they have like listen thoughts trust me that's why i'm (laughs) happy you're guiding things because on my lives sometimes i don't know how i get to where i ended like i'll start here (laughs) And then the conversation goes here and then I'll tell the people and I'm like, I don't know how we got there, but hope it helps. See, like I, I go from like relationship stuff on my lives to literally talking about like farts and shitting and like, it's like, okay. We, here? we got here, but I hope you here took a nugget out of it. <laughs> I hope you took something because what are we talking about? What's the next question? <laughs> right. Next question. I don't know. But yeah, people are, they're fucking scared of themselves. They're scared of their emotions and they're scared of their, the gifts that they have, you know, and uh, you're not, we're not surrounded by people who feel those. We're, yes. we're surrounded by people who fear that shit. We're surrounded by people who don't understand what that is. So that's why when you have somebody who believes in you, you better hold on to those motherfuckers. Like not just believes in you and cheerleaders you rah, rah, and let you do dumb shit, but like believes in you, holds you accountable and pushes you. Those are the kind of people that like, I like, I want in my life, right? I've always been that for other people. And finally I had to be that for me. Yeah. So now doing that, it's like understanding relationships and understanding like my, my vibration and my frequency. It's like, that's what I needed. Like, that's what I want. 
but it was my ego wanting to be in control. So anybody who was smarter than me or like made me feel dumb back then because they had more or whatever, I I shied away because my ego couldn't handle not being top dog. My ego couldn't handle being stupid, oh, right? My ego couldn't handle that. Like I would be the person who would go and like, if I didn't know the answer or something, I would go and, st- and I love, I love the fact that I have that in me because I'm, that's what makes me go and study and figure shit out because I'm not going to show up tomorrow looking dumb. I'm not going to show up tomorrow. Like that was always me. Like I never wanted to look dumb, never want to look stupid because that was what people saw me as smart, witty. So it was like, fuck, I hated saying, I don't know. And mm. now I'm like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> like if I don't know, but I'll find out. Like that's, <laughs> right. that's, where, that's where my com- comfort is now. Like that's where my confidence has come is because I'm not afraid to say, I don't know. Yeah. Back then I was afraid to say, I don't know, because that was my identity. So I was like, you can't, you had to live up to that, I had to live up to the smartest person. Now, if I'm not, now if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm like, I'm in the wrong motherfucking room. I don't want to be here. I, Same. I, did I did this lesson, put me around people who make me feel stupid, not like purposely, <laughs> but like put me around people who make me, who like, could teach me something, make me think like value for value. I'm bringing value. You're bringing value. That's the kind yeah. of relationships I want is value for value. And it took me a while to get to that point. And, that's why, and- that's why I like knowing you. <laughs> Because honestly, like when when you, I got your first voice note, I'm like, oh, she's smart and she's doing her shit. Like this is somebody I want to be friends with because not that I love my friends, you know what I mean? And like they're the support system and stuff like that. But for the things that I want to do, somebody like you like could teach, you know what I mean? Like and, and I think that's exciting. Like I have friends who teach me spiritually, you know, that like they teach me shit concepts and things and I'm like my mind is constantly blown like that's the environment I want to be in you know constantly and I think I think it's important too where we live in a society where too many people are um okay with stagnation like content my worst fear yeah that's my worst fear that eight-year relationship nothing changed like I worked, right. I ran two businesses and that's my worst fear now. My whole twenties basically was like, I don't regret anything. Obviously everything happens for a reason. All my business concepts came from that family. So it's like, I know business because of them. So I know I am where I am because of my experiences there. But at the same token, every year looked the same. Yeah, they were rich. Yes, we went to like Miami. We went to like, they took me to every concert, every front row concert seat. A lot like we traveled Aruba, like we went places like once a year together. Like I traveled with them, but day to day, every day looked the same for eight, like for eight, every fucking day, every year looked the same with a highlight of a moment that was fun. Right. And I'm like, every year I want it to be different. I want to achieve something new internally, externally, whatever, like something evolving. And that's learning my Zodiacs and everything else. My Scorpio rising, understanding that's where Scorpio rising's path is, is shedding old and newing, shedding old and newing. Yeah, y'all get bored. No fucking wonder I've always had this urge like no what's next what's next and I thought I was just insatiable I thought I just could have never be content and it's like no it's, it's rooted in me to like what's next forever learning like, yes that's- but that's gonna keep you forever growing and like scaling you know what I mean whether that's in your business or just within I, honestly for like just hearing you speak I see that 
for you. You know what I mean? Like intuitively, like you're just. You have that mindset that you're just like, I'm not staying here, like in a year from now, you're going to see me in a different fucking place, you know, and it's going to be better. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not saying uh, stagnation is not for me. And it's like, that's why. Who's around you is very important. So if you're around people who don't grow, it's not saying fuck them. <laughs> right. But you are, you really are the average of the most people you hang around. Mm. And when I looked around and it was like, that's, I love, like, I love my family. I love my, I love my friends. I love people, but I have a fire in me that I don't want to tame anymore. Yeah. And around people, I had to downplay myself because it made them uncomfortable talking about my dreams, talking about my goals. And I always felt like the asshole because I'm ambitious or the asshole to be like, well, you said this three times already. So do you really want to change or you just want to complain? Like I'm that friend that will say that, like you, you've been talking about change and nothing <laughs> has changed. Have you, have you learned? Like, cause I'm that person. Yeah. But so people stop coming to me because they know I'm going to challenge them because I stopped just letting people come and absorb my energy. So then it became, you know, my boundaries became the issue. And I'm like, well, fuck it. My boundaries. I don't care because I'm done being the person that is digestible for everyone. This is who I am. Accept me or not, because my intentions are pure. I talk from a place of love. I want the best for you, whether you think it or not, because I'm into it. I feel, I see, I see your demons. I yeah. see your, your, your issues. I see it. And the moment I see people and that scares people because they can't bullshit me because I see you. And you have the bullshit detector. A hundred percent. And that scares people because they can't manipulate me. They can't gaslight me. They can't and then they get uncomfortable and then it's like, okay, that's what it is. Like, I won't budge because I've learned to check my ego to be like, did I do that? Oh shit. You're right. I'm not afraid to say you're right. Like, fuck, I did do that. You're I right. Fucked up. I felt like you're right. I didn't listen. And I didn't miss that part. Sorry. I fucked up. Or it's like, doo, doo, doo. no, bitch, you're just trying to get one over on me. Like, don't yes. try to play. <laughs> and that's it's, the thing too. You know yourself. It's like, eh, yes. No. Yes. Uh, you're funny because you, that's, that's not what happened. I saw it. I you saw took it. you took the thought right out of when you get to know yourself, your higher self, whatever the fuck you want to call it, when you get to know yourself, you can check yourself. And then but it's actually your superpower. People are so afraid of it because they're afraid of like the demons they're gonna find. And yeah, there's gonna be demons crawling around in there, you know what I mean? But at uh, at the other end of it, you can literally you know, you, you're just like, wait, no, I'm not being an arrogant prick right now. It's this person like, or, okay. Yeah. I'm being a shit. I get it. Like that's a beautiful fucking thing. The world would be such a better place if we could all just stop yep. being vaginas or ball sacks exactly. with ourselves. And that's what my ego, and that's when I, I use my ego. I used to just make people like I use ooh, my Virgo and Aquarius moon. Hello. And like, listen, I used to, my words, like people say, I'm always good with my words. Like I, I am, but my unhealed version of myself, Oof. my words, I wouldn't just call you a bitch. I would say things that I knew specifically because I know you <laughs> that would, my exes used to say like when I got, when they, when one of my exes cheated on me and the thing that I had, the things I said to her, she's like, I wish like now that we talk about it all these years later, like now it's like 12 years, 13 years. 
16 years. Holy shit, I'm old. I'm 33, <laughs> 17, I graduated. I'm usually good at math, but damn. Um, now she she told me like, yo, I wish you would have just cheated on me back because I still think about what you told me to this day. Do you want to say it or no? Because I... No, that's all right. That's all right. You don't need to talk about it. Uh-uh. No. Um, but I make you, cause I, I say truthful things, but I twist it in such a, I used, used to guys. And that's what I know. Like, and I tell people when they know me, like, don't play me because I know how to manipulate. I just choose not to. That's what you, we all know how to manipulate. We all know how to do it. Yeah. And I'm very open about that with people who are close to me, who try to play me. And I say, don't, you don't want to bring that part out of me. And if you keep trying to bring that part out of me, you're not for me. You're not for me. Yeah, because you're trying to trigger something that I I know I have. You can't you you can't bring it out. I allow it to come out, and if you make me allow my shit to come out, you have crossed a line and a boundary that I know this is no longer for me. Boundaries, that's the fucking word, man. Like, it is. I'm boundaries bound. I, when I learned that word, it was like bound, bound, bound. <laughs> I was like, this shit is fun. I love that. I'm still working. I'm, I'm, I'm working on getting here. <laughs> peaceful in here. And I, la- I open up. Okay. Okay. Come on in. <laughs> come on in. I'm working on it. Pleaser, we, it, it, it's hard. It's fucking Tori. It's hard because you don't want to feel like a dick. You don't want to feel like you don't love people or have people think that you are this way. And it, it was, but yeah. then you think about it. Are you a loving person? And I can already tell you, yes. Do you have good intentions? I can already tell you. I'm looking at you and I know, I see it. Thank you, you are a loving person and you have that energy. But at the end of the day, you get to allow who has access to that energy and at what level of access they have, right? Even yeah. my own family, when they didn't believe in me, well, they did not believe in me, but you know, they're worried. Like I'm taking this leap of faith quit my job, cashed out my 401k, moved across the country, started my business, started my writing journey. That's fucking amazing. The, the whole like, are you good? Or that energy wasn't, stop. I'm freaking out. I'm fucking freaking out. <laughs> I'm going crazy. I just did this. I'm already trying to figure out me. Your energy asking me like, are you sure you're good? Are you sure? You're, like, don't, don't like stop. I had to set that boundary because I'm taking the sleep. I was like, God, I trust you. And when mm. you say, woohoo, God, I trust you, you better fucking trust God. Yeah. Universe forever, guys. Like I said, it's all one to me, but when Same. you say I trust you, you got to oh, really trust. Oh, and you have to sit in your disciplines and in your routines that keep you grounded in the vision of what it is that you've seen. Yeah. And, that, and, and, and all of, this is me to everyone, even when yes. people to rah, 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 it's still like, thank you, but like, thank you. Shut the fuck up. Because like when I was losing weight, people were like, oh my God, you look so good. Oh my God, like wow, you lost so much weight. And when people said that, I was like, okay, so I used to start eating shit because like, yeah, I look good. I deserve this. I deserve this. So people complimenting me fucked me up. Yeah. It was like, okay, and I stopped doing what I was doing. So I think that is another thing why compliments. I'm like, no, tell me I can do better because I don't want to get challenge. You want the challenge. Tell me I can be better. I do love a challenge. Not in relationships. No, we don't want. Uh, 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 I I like the, the banter and and the bits and the back and forth and that, but like, 
we don't want emotionally challenging. We don't no. emotionally cha- like bitch. This is what it is or what it isn't. Let me we know. C- right, right, right. That's a whole That's a whole other topic. <laughs> whole other episode the whole relationships 101 is not this one <laughs> challenges is not in this conversation of relationships nope Mm-mm. we don't do but it yeah that's that's it's like fuck what were we talking about this? we were talking about how you like boundaries. to be challenged oh that too and yes. boundaries yeah boundaries. but yeah yeah it's i mean it's it's crazy because again it's all, it all for me it all goes back to like conditioning you know like we're conditioned to kind of toe the line in life. Um, and when you step outside of that comfort zone, which it sounds like you did, you have all of those eyes on you. And at first, those eyes and those voices are A, the people that are closest to you. And what they're saying is basically that you ain't shit and you can't do it. <laughs> you know, like, or like- it comes off as love, but that's, what I, that's how it comes in. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And maybe they're not saying like you ain't shit, but what they're saying is like they're fearful for you because you're not doing what everybody else is doing, you know, and like. I had to really realize as well, like, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I don't work well in a nine to five setting, you know, where I'm I'm being monitored when I have to go take a piss, you know, like it. It's just and and to and I watch like I watch my mother live her life, get up every morning and go to a job that she's not like passionate about. And she's been doing it all my life and I've watched her do it. And I'm just like, this is not the life I want to live. But if you veer away from that in any sense, people look at you like you're fucking crazy (laughs) and you feel crazy. You freak out. Hello, of course, you're going to feel crazy because nobody when you're the black sheep and you are the one breaking a generational curse or stepping outside the norm of your family, that is pressure on your shoulders. But what's helped me to this point is seeking people, mentors, like my writing mentors, taking that, getting that scholarship. Like I connect myself with people that I want. Like you have what I want. I'm going to find a way to connect myself. Like the owner of stage 32 CEO and the creator, uh, Richard Botto, RB, I made sure I was bringing value in that relationship because it was like, you have something I want and I have something you want. Like, it's not saying that it's like you, you like in all relationships too. Sometimes it's like you use people, but let's use each other. Like that's where right. that, like stop using me and me draining. Like how can we use each other? So we both grow. Like, yeah. How is that's the healthy way of using people? It's an exchange. Bringing value, I'm bringing value. We're bartering business-wise. My mentor who actually taught me story, um, Jen Grisanti, she is, she did 902, like 20 plus years of executive producing big shows. My personal mentor, you're writing and storytelling. I'm connecting myself with you however I can. Relationship wise, I'm not even thinking about that now, but so when I want a relationship, I'm going to get involved with somebody who has a great relationship and connecting myself with them. It's, but friends and family, you got to get to the point of respectfully, respect. <laughs> You don't have what the fuck I want, so I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. I love you. I know you're worried. I know you're concerned. I love you. But a lot of people, you can't really get to that point, in in my opinion, until you start doing for yourself. Yeah. Right? If you're still taking things from people around you, you can't say, "I'm, I'm not listening to you. Right? So it's until you can get that confidence in yourself to be your own 
to finally be like, okay, now shut the fuck up. Like, right. leave me alone. Because, and, yes, and that takes time too, man. Like, it does. It, it does. Because when you're, it was the first year of me being by myself in my own space. Other than that, I was renting with people, living with people. Like, this is my first year. Congratulations. Finally, I can say, leave me alone. Fuck everybody. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes and no. Well, right, yes, right. No, yeah. Respectfully. 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 That's fucking amazing, though. Like, that is really amazing. Again, like you are right now where I would enjoy being. So like, that's why I love talking to you because I feel like we are very like-minded in that sense, but I'm, again, I'm a couple steps behind you. Like I just realized now that like certain things aren't going to push me forward. You know what I mean? And like, you actually have to, put the effort and the like you said the discipline and consistency into it like that's obviously a thing too you know like you can't it's great to have a vision but what the fuck are you gonna do once you have that vision and like that was the missing piece for me mm -hmm. because I would people would invite me everywhere and I'd yeah yeah sure and I just lost track of everything that I wanted to do and um and it aided in my like anxiety, you know, and finally I, I took a step back and I was like, wait a second. How the fuck did I get here? Kind of like how when I speak sometimes, like when we speak, how the fuck did we get here? How am I here I right know. now? Yeah. You know, even with women, like I was like, how did I get? How did I get this deep uh, into how this? How many I, red flags did I fucking ignore to get here? Like, I know not, I saw some shit. And it was my own red flag. Like. I said I didn't want a relationship. How am I in a relationship right now? <laughs> like, you know? And then you tamper it back to damn, I have attachment issues. I have codependency issues. Yeah. You find yourself doing things that you know you shouldn't, but it involves other people, is because being alone is a struggle for you. That's yeah. that's what I learned for myself. It's like being alone alone is like a struggle because it's it's the, ahead, it's the shadow on the wall. I think it's a facade. We're so afraid. Like we see it as this big, bad monster being alone. And then once you fucking do it, you're like, oh, I want to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you know? here. Yeah. <laughs> I can get a lot done. Good at talking to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime a Nate now I'm good to that. Like I used to be like, oh, analyze it now. And it's like, bitch, what are you doing? I'm like, bitch, shut up. You see what we did? Okay. <laughs> so shut up. That's exact. Anytime a thought, I literally look at myself and I say, bitch, shut up. You see what we did? Exactly. Okay. What's next? I don't well, even let the thought cross. And that's what keeps me in that. Like now, like negative thoughts about myself. Cause you beat yourself up. It's like when one bad thing goes, it's like, is this really what God said? Is this really what your vision is? Is this really? And you start like, ah, and it's like, is it really? Can I, can I, oh my God, really? And then you, that's when you over panic attack yourself. It's like, holy fuck, what am I doing? But then when you're disciplined, you stay rooted. Mm. And you see, you see what you've built. And that's the only time I look back is when I have that thought. I'm like, bitch, you were there. You're here. <laughs> and you're that's good. It. You're still bitch, moving. You're, you're good. You were there. You here. Yeah. What? Shut up. Like I tell myself, shut up all the time. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> and Dude, and you know what? For anybody listening, that's even emotionally too. If you could look back a year ago and think, wow, a year ago I was there. I was heartbroken. I was depressed. And today, a year later, I'm a lot better. You know, I'm doing a lot better. I'm handling it. 
that's success to me too. You know what I mean? So yeah, no matter what I tell people all the time, if you're 0.01% better today than you were yesterday, you're winning. Yeah. You're winning. It's, I love that. Everyone doesn't like, I'm talking about this now guys, but I always try to relate back to eight years ago. Like I'm here now because this is eight years of Brooklyn in the making of yo-yoing, figuring things out that like eight years of consecutively figuring out who I am. Yeah. And that's why I'm so here with my myself. And now I can translate that into my finances and goals externally because I finally got to the point here, but I'm telling people it doesn't need to take you eight years. If you just boundaries, you can cut off six of those eight years where me trying to pull people with me, trying to say like, yeah, no, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And their actions weren't doing it. They weren't doing it. They weren't doing it. And I was still <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And I didn't waste. Cause again, I had to go through that to tell y'all don't do it. When people's actions show to their words, cool. Now you both can pour into each other. One day you might be hundred percent. They might be at zero. One day it's 50, 50, one day it's 80, 30, but finding people that can match your frequency that you can exchange energy and that you're not always depleting your energy mm-hmm. into building that is going to save you so much fucking time and finding out who you are finding out what you want and how you're going to get what you want yeah boundaries. fucking boundaries and don't yeah. waste six years of your life trying to pull people who don't want to be pulled focus on yourself <laughs> That's the key. People are like, how do I get over a breakup? Focus on yourself. How do I blah, blah, blah? focus on yourself? Because that is you, the hardest thing to do because I know. People, people don't have a relationship with themselves. No, but it's the truth. You just got to focus on yourself because you are not in control of what that other person does, Ever. whether what they did hurt you or upset you or whatever. You can't force somebody to do some shit that you think they should do. That's their journey. Focus on yourself, period. That's your ego. And yeah. it's, it's your ego. Your ego is the thing that makes you, that's, that's it. Check the, your ego will, be, will fuck you up on this journey. If you don't check it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Your, your ego, like you said earlier, will be the death of you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're hundred percent. I fucking love talking to you. I got to say, um, I know I've taken a lot of your time, um, but three, three, three. Hey, hey, we're good. It's a, it's a, it, I'll take that as a sign. I'll take that. It as is a sign. sign. It is. I can't wait to like just pick your brain off camera. Like, uh, this is I, I'm telling you, I have so many questions for you. But, um, and anytime you want to come back, you are welcome to come back because I love, I genuinely love talking to you. Um, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, let me know. We'll make it happen. Hell yeah! Is there anything else you want to say before we we end off? Oh, that's just guys, 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 guys. If you, if you're probably listening to this podcast, you're on your journey and you're, you're trying to figure you out. Don't like learn how to talk to yourself comfortably. That's the last thing. Like, that's it. People think you're crazy people, whatever. You don't have to be so open about it. Like I am, like I talk to myself, like I just showed (laughs) you multiple ways. You don't have to be so open about it, but really learn how to comfortably look yourself in the eyes and talk to yourself, not look at your features, like dead ass, look yourself in the eyes and have conversations with yourself. And when you get comfortable doing that, watch solutions come to your life and change. It's going to be awkward at first because you're going to be looking at yourself like, what do I say to you, bitch? (laughs) What do we say (laughs) to each other? But get comfortable talking to yourself because that's the most important relationship you'll ever have. And if you don't know who you are, um, 
you're you're gonna be strayed down many of journeys um, that aren't meant for you until you do figure out who you are. Damn truth, damn truth. I'm gonna leave all of your socials in the description um, so people can find you. And also if you wanna send me the link to like, you know, what, what you're launching tomorrow, I'll leave that as well. What? Oh yeah, of course. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, thank you so much. You're fucking awesome. And I appreciate you. And uh, I'll have you back anytime. So let me know. Peace out. All right, bye. (laughs)